Good morning and welcome to episode 12 of The Walk with me, Richard Price. Follow me on Twitter at RichardP1975. Read my blog, RichardP1975.wordpress.com or read my published work on Sabotage Times at all the W's sabotagetimes.com forward slash author forward slash Richard hyphen price Welcome to this week's show back to normal this week just a single walk to work and a show recorded in one single take um no real reason for that, it's just the way <coughs> circumstances have um, have brought me this week. It's been a, an interesting week, um, out on a training course on Monday, which um, meant me driving to the University of Warwick, not, not, a, not a long journey, about 60 miles um, each way. Um, took a couple of colleagues with me one very grateful for the lift the other one barely even managing to thank me that's nice nice isn't it great when your colleagues are, are such wonderful people anyway um, I'm going to get into that just um, slightly grated with me as I'm sure you can tell <clears throat> um, the course itself was um, it was okay it was on information governance, and if that means anything to you, then good luck. And if it doesn't, then I suspect um, it never will, and that's good. That's good for you, really. But it was an okay course. Um, quite interesting, the early session on um, the use of social media in organisations. Um, very pro-social media session where two so-called experts who I thought knew less than I did on social media. I don't think either of them actually use it from what I could make out, but there we go. They certainly knew how businesses should should be using it to, so say, communicate with the people they're trying to reach, and I, I fully accept that. What, what I did um, find amusing was that there were a few sceptics in the room. Um, their opinion, of course, is their right, but... You know, these are people that clearly didn't use social media, don't use social media, barely know anyone that does, um, and like to scoff about social media as if, um, well, I'll give you the quote. I mean, the one guy said, Oh, isn't just Twitter full of drivel? Well, of course, there's lots of drivel on Twitter, and there's also lots of good stuff. And of course, that's, um, that's real life for me. There's lots of drivel out there, and there's lots of good stuff. The key is finding the right people who you find not to talk drivel. Um, and that's isn't that like life itself? So I really don't understand what point he was making, other than a point in which, well, a point he wasn't qualified to make as far as I'm concerned, because he barely had any experience of it. Um, Anyway, he was kind of shot down in flames by by most people, even 
people who probably were in a similar boat to him in terms of um, inexperience around the, the use of social media. I don't even like that expression really, but there we go. We know what we mean by it, so I suppose it's a, a reasonable term to use. I mean, I don't use anything other than Twitter, although I guess just putting out a podcast, um, as I do, is a, is a form of social media. Anybody can do it. It's free, it's available. Anybody can get hold of it. It's accessible. So, yeah, I guess it's social media. And um, also um, my very occasional, far less, far more occasional than I ever intended, um, also is my, my audio boo. Um, minicast, as I call it. The short bursts. They, um, they're most certainly a way of communicating very short messages to people, or nobody in particular, really. Um, so yeah, that was, I suppose, a bit of an interesting session. I'm not going to praise it the entire day for you. I just thought that was a that was a um, fairly interesting topic, and one that I gather most listeners will will have a, an interest in because you know most of you listening to this will therefore have. A good idea what podcasting is all about, um, and also most of you will be on Twitter because I gather that's probably where most of you found this podcast in the first place. So um, no apologies there, really. I think I'm probably preaching to the to the converted. Um, just crossing the road now, using the crossing, which you'll hear my regular walk to work. This. Um, just gone back through my week. I mean, it's Thursday, by the way, just to give you a, um, a context there. Thursday, 1st of December. Happy Advent to you all. Um, that means very little to some people, I would imagine. Those people that aren't religious, and I'm not really religious myself, to be perfectly honest, but I'm not going to wish you a happy Christmas yet. We've still got three and a half weeks before we get to that point. So, um... Happy Advent, which of course is officially what today brings. Or is it? Is it not the first Sunday in Advent, in fact? Anyway, lots of people on Twitter this morning talking about Advent calendars, and most of these people were not talking about them from the perspective of having children. No, quite a lot of them were people in their 20s and 30s, who still open advent calendars. Um, a bit sad, I think, but there we are. Perhaps that's a little unfair. Um, I haven't had an advent calendar since I was a kid. In fact, stopped them so long ago that last time I had one, they weren't the um, very popular chocolate containing ones that we have now no chocolate in mind just a little picture of something Christmassy or something tenuous like say for instance a picture of a football well what's that got to do with Christmas well it could be something you get for Christmas brilliant that's really Christmassy you could say that about bloody anything really 
Oh look, a vibrator. How Christmassy. Why? Well, it's good at stuffing and you could get one for Christmas. Stuffing. Turkey. Yeah? Okay. Um, so, actually I heard a, a fairly amusing joke about um, vibrators the other day, which I think I'll share with you. If I don't pull it off very well. Um, sorry, it wasn't something I planned to mention on the podcast, but I'm going to. Um, actually, it wasn't really a joke. I'm already spoiling this. Um, just somebody on Twitter wondering out loud whether um, on Toy Story, whether Andy's toys had ever met his mother's sex toys. Um, because, of course, in a world where one's toys are alive, they would have um, personalities just like the, the characters in the film. Um, as soon as she was out of the room, they'd, they'd come to life. And, of course, they'd have quite interesting stories to tell, I would imagine. Um, that would be fairly amusing as a, as a Pixar film, I think. But I think what was funniest about the, um, the tweet was that this person suggested that his mum's sex toys and his mum's sex toys would have the same names as the principal characters in the film. They'd be Woody and Buzz, which I did think was funny. Apologies for killing that, that joke. But like I say, it wasn't planned to throw it in there, so it was as eloquent as I could manage. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe I've got the start of a cold coming, not sure. Okay, I'm um, continuing with this week. Tuesday, at work as normal. Although, had a doctor's appointment in the morning, or more specifically an appointment with the nurse to take my blood pressure something which I'm keeping an eye on I've felt a little bit sort of heady in recent weeks um, slightly lightheaded actually at times but certainly getting my fair share of headaches and um, you know obviously a guy my size really ought to be keeping an eye on his blood pressure. So I had a reading at the doctor's a few weeks ago, which was quite high. But um, I have to say, I was sat there very anxious at the time. Just one of those, I'm not really an anxious patient, but I think I was quite anxious um, as I anticipated a, a high result. And um, that's exactly what I got. Now I went to the nurse on Tuesday, as I said, and I managed to um, go in far more relaxed and calm about the whole thing. Um, and I got a much more favourable reading. It did have me slightly high, so there's nothing to be too satisfied there. But it wasn't in that worrying category. Um, I've been advised to buy one of those... Um, home testing kits blood pressure 
self-testing kits and I have done that. Um, took a reading this morning for the first time using that and what I'm doing is I'm supposed to take a reading twice a day in my normal sort of home environment and um, get a good idea of what my sort of true position is really. Um, I think my reading this morning was more in keeping with the one I got from the nurse on Tuesday. So again, slightly high on one side, about normal on the other. So um, when I say sides, I mean as in, I don't remember the terms, but obviously blood pressure is given in two values either side of a line, so-and-so over so-and-so, and so one of those was slightly high, the other one was in the normal category, is what I'm saying, not that I took my blood pressure on one arm and then the other, that's not what I meant. Um, so I'm doing that, but ultimately I know as I get older, whether I get bigger or whether I stay the same size, that blood pressure is probably going to travel in one direction only, unless I do something about it. Quick diet update, not really with it at all I'm afraid. Um, haven't weighed for a couple of weeks which is always the beginning of the end for me when it comes to any diet, but I'm still hanging in there really trying to convince myself that, that I haven't fallen off the wagon 100% that I do intend to go back and weigh next time and that you know this is a long term thing and something which I'm not going to crack so easily as I as I would like so there we are um, continuing with, with my week um, Tuesday as I say nurse in the morning then work finish work um, at lunchtime Tuesday had a half day off um, to travel down to London to Stamford Bridge. Yes, again, I hear you say. Um, I was there only on Saturday, in fact, to watch the home Premier League game versus Wolves, a match which Chelsea won 3 0, which was far um, preferable to the 5 3 defeat they'd suffered about four weeks before on the first time I visited the bridge with my boy when of course they lost 5-3 to Arsenal so this time they won but on Tuesday I was at the bridge again for a League Cup match, a Carling Cup match quarter-final versus Liverpool and anyone with any interest in football at all would already know that Chelsea lost that match 2-0 so, you know, my record's not good at the moment. Three home games, two defeats. And, you know, the reality is that um, even the one I missed in between the three that I've attended, because I've only missed one of their home matches in their last four, they lost as well. And that was a home league match against Liverpool. So, um... You know, in the days under Mourinho, Chelsea could go 
two years without a home defeat and I've managed to see two in three games so um, whether I'm a, a jinx or not I doubt very much I think it's more about the way obviously the team playing at the moment but it was enjoyable all the same went there with a Liverpool fan, a friend of mine who um, accompanied me we whizzed down there in the afternoon and um, had a couple of hours before kick-off to get something to eat and have a wander and then you know, saw the match and then headed straight back up to the homeland after the game and we were back um, about half past twelve which obviously is a late night but not too bad not, not a really late late night to be going to bed um, and of course one thing which was in my mind anyway in having um, that late night was that um, and this is something I was coming on to anyway was that um, Wednesday the morning after I wasn't going to be at work and the reason for that was that 30th of November was a national day of action for public sector workers in regard to the pensions issue and so I was on strike um, wasn't going to be attending the picket line mainly due to the fact that I knew I was going to be extremely late um, no that's contradictory I just said I wasn't extremely late I knew I was going to be late the night before and we also didn't have to get my son out for school because his school was closed due to the strikes so we did have a bit of a lie-in till about 7.30 and um, our picket line was only going to be open or active until around about 10 o'clock we had people to cover the whole of that time but we were a little concerned that um, there was a march and rally organised through Gloucester ending up at the park um, at one o'clock and I wanted to attend this but um, we were concerned that lots of people who were around in the morning picketing weren't really going to want to hang around for three hours for the march so I kind of made an agreement really with some of my union colleagues that I would definitely be there to carry placards and banners and what have you to represent our union branch at the march and that others of course had already done more than their fair share by being on the picket line um, I find the picket line a very stressful place anyway not because anybody should imagine that I'm in any way shy in coming forward in fact quite the opposite I find that you know, in, in the modern sort of 
you know, way of picketing. It's nowhere near as political and potentially confrontational as it used to be, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Now, I think largely that's a good thing, but I don't take kindly to union members crossing a picket line. I don't like anybody crossing a picket line, but I don't take kindly to union members crossing a picket line. And of course, um, this is something that you tend to experience when stood on a line. And it does, it does anger me. It does really frustrate me that these people just can't see the the, the damage they're doing to the cause and really that they're sticking two fingers up at their union colleagues um, and there's no sort of um, there's no recriminations to to what they're doing you know if they were to contact a union rep the day after they'd crossed a picket line and said oh I've got this issue at work I need some representation of course they would be entitled to it but personally I wouldn't feel very um, happy about giving them that representation you know unions all about everyone the word itself gives away what it's all about and um you know we do our bit you do your bit and to me on the day of a strike the least you can do even if you're not getting involved in pickets and marches and the political aspect of it the least you can do is stay out of work and show some bloody solidarity and there are some people that don't do this and they're entitled to their views but I don't have to like it and I don't like it and so sometimes being on a picket line is going to be hard for the likes of me who really like to give them what for I don't mean stand and abuse them or be threatening or in any way intimidating. But then, you know, of course, one might argue that's exactly what I mean, which may be why I'm making the wise decision not to be around, because then I can't make such mistakes and I can't get hess up over, over it any more than than what I already am. The march was very well attended. Around two and a half thousand apparently in, in, um, on our march, which is pretty good. That was a police estimate. And they do tend to, to play the numbers down for anything to do with a protest. Especially one on the left of... Um, the political sphere so um yeah we take that as a fairly reasonable 
estimate at the figure was approached by a radio journalist with some questions which I answered I imagine my answers would have been far too political to have made the local evening news but I gave them anyway I have no idea whether any of them were used in any of the bulletins later on that evening I don't listen to the local radio station I find it total dross nobody's told me whether I was on the radio or not so I haven't got a clue really I imagine they would have had plenty of other footage to use and I would think that um, to be honest even if they did use any of my footage they would have used a very small portion of it and probably edited, edited it to make me look like a bit of a tit that has happened to me before when um, giving my views on something political when asked by a radio journalist made me sound like a bit of a fool to be fair um, maybe not difficult but all the same that's what happened so perhaps I should be a little bit more guarded but when somebody approaches me to ask my view I tend to give it um, anyway that was the strike on the way to work now the day after the strike it's sort of a funny one really who knows what's, what the mood's going to be like today I know that I um, enjoyed the opportunity to, to really give a resounding fuck off to the government of the day and anybody that you know likes to oppose our cause and those people that didn't support us on the day um, whether, whether union members or not most of them will, will benefit from any action that we take if our action does have any positive impact on on negotiations and what we're aiming to achieve so that does rankle with me but again people have got the right not to join a union of course they have and it wouldn't be a very um, democratic world if if people were railroaded into joining closed shops as has been the case in industrial um, industrial um, well industrial relations in the past I'm not sure I got the right word there but I didn't want to keep going so I'm nearly at work like I say it'll be interesting to see what the mood's like today probably for most people it'll just be a normal day but I shall still be bearing in mind the events of yesterday um, yes got a fairly quiet weekend coming up I think I'm going out to dinner with um, some friends well at a friend's house on um, Saturday night so it's nice to get a night out with my wife and have the children looked after 
by sitters. So that, that will be nice and something that we, which doesn't happen very often anymore. You know, obviously, for good reason. Um, but apart from that, very quiet weekend planned, really. Bit of housework, taking the children to where they need to be, or certainly William, anyway, to the football and tennis that he, that he plays on a Saturday morning. And um, hopefully I'll be catching plenty of sport on the TV. Um... So yeah, really quite mundane stuff, but quite nice, relaxing family weekend I, I, I envisage. Um, so hopefully next week, maybe a more interesting show, but I, I, you know, these things need to be talked about this week and um, it can't be full of fun and laughter every time. <laughs> so thanks for, for joining me on what has been episode 12 episode 13 next week and we're creeping towards Christmas um, so perhaps I'll do something a bit special near Christmas and call it a Christmas special perhaps I'll wear a musical tie or something, I'm, I'm, I'm joking I don't own a musical tie, I don't own a musical tie I promise you, um, and I won't be buying one for the purposes of this show um, I promise you so goodbye for now and enjoy your weekends everyone I'm Richard Price and this has been The Walk.